welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hi, everyone. Hey. We're so happy to be back with you guys today. Yes, our favorite time. Our favorite time. Who dis? Who dis? Here we are. And we are here today with a very special guest. Yes. Uh, we are here with Michael Stevenson, and yes. he is one of our dear friends mm-hmm. and one of our dear teachers at Big Power Yoga and Teachers of Life. Yes. And we are so happy to have him on our podcast this morning. So, who dis? Michael Stevenson. Woo! And you know, before we get started, I just want to say that, Michael, you may not know this, but you actually have already inspired one of our episodes. It was called The Modern Day Man. And you were an inspiration to us in recording that episode. Mm-hmm. So, you've been a part of it. You just didn't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know if I could talk yet. <laughs> no, um, thank y'all for having me on mm-hmm. this podcast. I was pretty shocked when Haley asked me to be a part of it because my first thought was, I don't know that I'm a he that she inspires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, I'm a part of this community and mm-hmm. y'all are my sisters and we're family um, mm-hmm. and we're friends. Yes. And so uh, y'all inspire me. Um, and so I'm grateful to be a part of anything that. Um, can be inspiration for anyone, and so thank y'all for having me twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do inspire us. Thank mm-hmm. you, and y'all inspire me. Um, mm-hmm. Both of y'all, for those of you that don't know me, these two women have powerfully impacted my life in more ways than they could probably even um, know about, just in my journey to become a yoga teacher mm-hmm. um, and my journey through life now. So thank you both, like truly, truly, mm-hmm. truly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I just love this. <laughs> I just love that you're here. Me too. This is cool. Okay, so what are we talking about? Yeah. Tell us. So, it requires like a 30 second, you know, this mm-hmm. is why. Mm-hmm. The other day I grabbed a lunch with my dad and we were talking just life stuff, you know. And it was probably like the best conversation I ever had with my dad. Oh, wow. And then we got to the end of the conversation and out of nowhere, he just said, you know, son, women are much stronger than men. Mm. Um, they know how to get through pain a whole lot more than we do. Mm. Like, we'll complain through it. Like, when we suffer, man, we just suffer in the worst ways. But like when women suffer, you can't ever see it. Like, you just know that they're going through things. And I was like, what does that have to do with me? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should give that to my sister. <laughs> Um, I need something else from you. And I walked away from the conversation just kind of thinking about how many women I have in my life um, that I've learned how to suffer well from. Mm. Um, and it made me think about like the concept of like success and failure um, and how oftentimes like for the women that I know um, the most, since in, in the most sincere ways, um, success and failure are oftentimes like wrapped up in the same like blanket, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a cost to success and a cost to failure that it seems like most women that I know just have to swallow mm. the entire thing, mm. you know, both the good pill and the bad pill. Um, whereas, I'm not saying it's not the case for men all the time, but most oftentimes, we just kind of get a good pill mm. and get to just chew on the good pill. Um, and so it actually just caused me to think about um, male privilege. Mm. I don't know. I know it sounds strange. Like, I'm going through a whole lot of other stuff, but, like, this is the thing that's kind of been 
on my mind lately and kind of through this week, um, I've had this experience where like a lot of coworkers that I know and just a lot of people that I know have been telling me stories and just share, sharing with me um, pretty openly about like their experience of the world. Mm. And what's so strange about it is like um, only because of the hard things that I've experienced recently do I have a connection to the experience of what it might mean to walk in the shoes of a woman every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, like, it's complicated. Mm. Um, and so, the point that I'm getting to, thank y'all for the setup, <laughs> um, is really just I want to talk about, like, the complexities of life mm -hmm. with you guys. Um, the complexities of, like, being a human being. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because, like, there's so many conversations, like, we don't really get to have, honestly, and questions that, like, I can't just openly ask, because it's like, I don't know if that's, like, politically correct to ask that way. Right. I don't know if, like, I don't know. So I'm just going to not. So yeah. that way I don't fuck anything up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, as a man, as a black man, um, as a leader in the community, um, I have responsibility to my community, but then also just like to other communities because yeah. it's all one community. Mm -hmm. um, to figure out like, hey, like what's my part? What's my role? Like how do I engage in conversations that um, are beneficial? Um, because what I do know is when I go and teach a yoga class and I just teach them dudes to look like me, 70% um, of my students are female. Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought this might be a really great opportunity to, great, to gain some context. Yeah. Um, and have some fun talking about it. So, yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> it's like looking at the, even what I hear in that too, Michael, like looking at the complexities and the differences between being a man versus being a woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like what all that comes with. Of course. Mm -hmm. And at the at the root of all of it is being human. Mm -hmm. And Straight all up. of us work through many commonalities mm -hmm. that are complex. Yeah. Whether man, woman, black, white, whatever. It may yeah. Be. And I think you're you said something that really is um, is really powerful is that there are conversations that we're afraid to have mm -hmm. because we don't want to offend anyone. However, I think those conversations are actually what's going to connect us more. Mm -hmm. And so being able to talk about, well, I don't know what it's like to be black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it like? And, it, and vice versa, I don't know what it's like to be a white, you don't know what it's like to be a white woman. Like, I think that that then is where then we can find common ground and really see what you said, Haley, what it's like, I mean, and realize that it's, we're just humans. Mm -hmm. Yes. And to see each other for that. Mm -hmm. To see each other as humans. Of course. And the humanity lives within the complexity. Mm -hmm. And so it's starting the conversation to get to the complexity to then access humanity. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the humanness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast um, this past week that was talking about how we need to have more grace for the people around us. Mm -hmm. Specifically our friends. Because we're all going through a lot and some of the things we know what we're all going through we know what each other is going through mm -hmm. some of the things we don't mm -hmm. and coming from a place of grace and acceptance and what you're talking about like really listening and wanting to tr truly listen and connect um then opens the door for just a stronger more connected powerful world exactly because if we and, and you saying that actually makes me think about this um there's so many people that I won't allow into my experience because my first thought is you can't even connect to me. Mm. Yes. So like if you can't connect to me or like 
understand my reality, then like why would I tell you what I'm going through? Mm-hmm. That's none of your business. Mm-hmm. And like it's really and like everyone kind of operates like that in their own realm. You know what I mean? And right. It's like we all just kind of live together apart, mm-hmm. but together. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense, you know? It's like um, close in proximity, far away in connection. Yeah. Absolutely. We live around each other. Mm-hmm. And we could all keep doing that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, is, like, I think there's, like, more required from us for the future. Yes. Like, we'll all have children one day. Like, I think my children deserve better than that. I'm sure mm-hmm. y'all think y'all's children, des- mm-hmm. you know, deserves better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know, like, in 10 years, I'll be considered middle age, And so if I don't start doing some shit about that now, like... Mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to do anything about it, ever. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, and the yeah. cycle, just, you know, like the cycle of disconnection just like continues. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one question that you have right now, Michael, that maybe you haven't asked before? Mm. Or haven't asked to a lot of people before? Is anything that's right here for you? Yeah. Um... Like anything, 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 <laughs> anything about the complexities of humanity, or about being a man versus woman. Okay, just because of the context of the conversation yeah. that we're having and who we are, I know y'all as my friends mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I didn't always know y'all as my friends. Yeah, and y'all didn't always know me as your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at first, like we both walk in and interact with one another with like some level of understanding as to this person looks this way, talks this way, represents himself this way. They must Mm -hmm. be these categories, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'll be straight up and tell y'all, like, I place the both of you Mm -hmm. like I do every smart, intelligent, beautiful white woman that I encounter. Mm -hmm. Boom. You're Mm -hmm. here. I might need to kind of keep my distance so that way, like, you don't think I'm pressing up on you Mm -hmm. or, like, that way... You know, like, nothing strange happens, and I'll just be cool, I'll lay low, like, I'm just here to kind of do yoga. Yeah. Um, however, like, somehow we all just kind of broke through that, and, like, I don't yeah. know, like, what the, like, what the moment was, you know, like, mm. I, I'm not sure, like, we never had a conversation about becoming, it's like, hey, you know, you're great, you're great, I'm great, we should be friends. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened, mm. you know, and so the question I have is, these notions that we have about one another um are they rooted in fairness mm. or are they just completely asinine mm. you, you get what i'm mm-hmm. saying because like to some degree like we've all had an experience that's like framed like our perspective for what we yeah think or what we're projecting yes but like the world's full of people i think that it's both mm-hmm. it can be not always, but mm-hmm. I think that maybe majority of the time it is. It's like an experience that you've had or just a knowing that you've had or what society has told you. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that's a huge one. So when I was growing up, I lived out in Sugarland, mm-hmm. which is like as wide as it gets, <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. It's a bubble. And I moved in town. I moved in town to go um, to the high school for performing arts, okay. which was like, all different types of people from all different types of backgrounds. I mean, we had kids that um, their parents, 
you know, were in prison. We had kids that parents were uh, CEOs. I mean, it was just totally different. Kids that parents couldn't afford them to even go to school, um, just in general. And, uh, and that opened my eyes so much because I did come in with kind of what you're talking about. Like we had um, a lot of Hispanics, a lot of, of white kids, a lot of black kids. And I remember thinking like, oh, well, I haven't had much interaction with any other races or anything like that. So maybe they're not going to understand me. Maybe I should keep my distance. You know, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to get in the way, that kind of thing. And I left with some of my best friends were of all the races. You know, mm-hmm. I one of my best friends with, it was an Indian girl, a mm-hmm. Hispanic girl. Um, and so it's, I think that I came in from this upbringing, up, upbringing and this um, society around me that was a certain way. And I was afraid at first to kind of push past that. And then, like what you're talking about, slowly and surely, it just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, just relationships happened. Mm-hmm. Connections and friendships happened. And then I didn't see the differences that I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. Because yeah. I could have stayed out there and lived out there and just known that and had no idea what people go through. Mm. I think there are a couple of things, you know, to answer your question, Michael, looking at, you know, is it fair? Is it completely outrageous? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like out of the box. And I do, I do sense as humans, we can forgive ourselves for making quick judgments because I do sense that that stems from a very, uh, so what I'm looking for, not like primal, but like, you know, like way back in the day when we actually had to like hunt and gather things and kill things, mm-hmm. it was like we assessed in the moment mm-hmm. what was safe and what was threat. And we're actually to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and to protect our lives. And I sense there's still some of that that mm-hmm. lives within us. And we see someone and our reaction is, are they safe or are they threat? And unfortunately, from some of the ways that we've been brought up and some of the ways society has views on things, we get skewed to look and say, okay, is that safer threat? Um, and most of the time we err on threat. Mm-hmm. And it's like our default is that's a threat, whether it's man, woman. I mean, I think it's something that women go through a lot is we see another successful, beautiful, intelligent, capable woman. And it's like, oh, she's a threat. To either my success or to my man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to my family, to my well-being. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. boom, threat. In whatever way. And that's something that we we see it in that way. And and though you were speaking to... So that's one thing. So Mm -hmm. I think there's like a little bit of forgiveness Mm -hmm. and grace Mm -hmm. that we can continue to give ourselves and other people in that. And though notice that that's what's there initially. Mm -hmm. And then remind ourselves, oh... I'm like seeing this as a threat. What if I saw it as something different Mm -hmm. as a, as a comrade, as an opportunity, as someone who I could build a relationship with, even if we are different. Yeah. And something that I see, you know, you were asking, when did our relationship get built? I, I actually remember, you know, you and I, Michael building our friendship and the relationship that we have now. And it started in conversation. It was like the first time I asked you what your name was. Mm-hmm. And I was like mm-hmm. asking, what's your name? Why are you here? Like mm-hmm. a- a- creating an interest in someone. 
And before that, so we know Michael from Big Power Yoga and, and knowing him in the community there initially, even before you were a teacher and you were practicing. And that's what happens to me a lot at Big is I put labels on people before I talk to them. Mm-hmm. So before I have a conversation and it's actually, that's the moment for me that it begins to shift is when I just ask somebody, oh, what's your name? Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I'm going off topic here. And though I noticed too, is like when I, when there's lack of communication, when I just observe mm-hmm. people coming and going and I don't ever interact with them, I have one observation of them or one label of them one um, sense of who they are in quotations I'm putting up here. And though it's when I actually start talking to somebody, you know, when people talk, mm-hmm. they actually, their whole demeanor shifts, like their face looks mm-hmm. different. Their attitude is different. And it's like all of my perceived labels, whether they happened in a second or uh, of days and months of not ever talking to this mm-hmm. person and just seeing them, that's the opportunity when everything shifts for me. Mm-hmm. And I see them differently simply through connecting and through having conversation. And that for me is the root of it. And Mm -hmm. it's regardless of how someone looks or how they are to me. It's like when, as soon as I start talking to them, I have a different perception. Yeah. I have a story to tell y'all that I've never, haven't shared with a lot of people because there's part of it that I'm embarrassed by it, Mm. uh, that that was my perception. And I'll tell you guys because here we go. Mm-hmm. And it's that's important. what we do. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Is it was back when I lived in my old apartment. And it was when I had first gotten Brutus, who's my little puppy dog. And it was late at night. I'd been at the studio late. And it was late at night. And I was walking him around the block. And I turned the corner. It was like literally a block. It was a big square. And I turned the corner. And down the block, at the other side of the block, a man turned the corner. And he was a... I mean, he must have been a, a six foot three, a big old black guy. Mm-hmm. And he was walking towards me. I looked around and there's no one else around. And so as a female in that moment, you know, I saw a man coming towards me who was significantly bigger than I was. It was dark and late at night. And I had my first reaction and my label of him was to just be cautious. Mm-hmm. And I was like seeing him as a threat. And I remember as Brutus and I were walking, I was like, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be fine. Like, you just walk. And if something happens, you do what you do, which is you scream or you <laughs> yell or like, <laughs> run. run, exactly. Do what you do. And on this moment, I'm Brutus is a puppy. And I'm like, you better be fierce, little doggy. Yes. And like, so I had all this built up and he was in like this big track suit and he's walking towards me. And as he's walking towards me, he gets closer and closer. And I see him looking at me and I'm like, you're okay. Haley, you're okay. Mm-hmm he gets right up to me and he goes oh my god that's the cutest dog I've ever seen and I was like like it took me a like this like man who was a 6'3 giant black dude was just the softest kindest mm-hmm. human that I could have interacted and he goes what kind of like we just had this whole conversation and mm-hmm. um you know my perception was that he'd have this like big gruff voice and he just had this like high pitched sweet country <laughs> accent yes. and was I, this kid, he was in like 18 and I, I like, I remember like telling him, I was like, oh, have a good night. Like, yeah. And he like saw Brutus and walk, you know, he walked away and I walked away and I walked away from that just so much like, um, such a powerful learning for me of 
like giving people grace mm-hmm. in who they are. And it's a fine line for me. I remember walking and I was crying because I was just so shocked at how much I saw him as a threat and how much he wasn't anything at all. Mm. Like he was actually not even a threat. Like he was an opportunity for me Mm -hmm. and to connect and to be human with somebody. And uh, it's as a woman and as a woman who has been you know, single for a very long time up until recently is it's, and who's traveled alone, you know, like traveling mm-hmm. alone and traveling internationally alone. It's a fine line for me of when do I see, like how to know when to protect myself yeah. and what is an actual threat and what is simply another human. And, you know, there is a perception there of, you know, big ass dudes coming at mm-hmm. me. And not even coming at me, just walking towards mm-hmm. me. Whether they're black or whether they're white. Yeah. You know, and, and I think I would have perceived him differently had he been a 6'2 black guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Or a white guy in a suit, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's interesting to see how, you know, I do label people based mm-hmm. on their appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even further than skin colors, based on their appearance. And so mm-hmm. that was such a powerful learning to me to remind myself to give people grace and space and see do my work to see the best in people right away and to give people the benefit of the doubt of seeing them as good and trusting that because that's actually what I'm up to in my life is like seeing the world as good and seeing humanity as good Mm -hmm. and that starts with me practicing it yeah that's real that's very real since we're in the spirit of actually also thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. my story um that's interesting. I've been, well, I've been the five six black dude <laughs> walking down the street. Yes. But you know what's funny is what I'll do is I'll just once I'm like fifteen feet ahead, I'll just say, "Hey, I don't want anything." Um, just to diffuse, just because it's like I'd rather us be smiling by the time mm. we get to one another than like you still trying to figure out if I'm gonna do something. Mm. Um, or not you, just right. You know, and that that's for any woman actually. That's not just. I mean. White women. I will say that I have, I guess, a confession story to tell you guys. Um, Seeing as both of you have been so invested in my development and growth as a yoga teacher, um, you both are very aware of, like, um, you know, the phase one of my journey and the phase two of my Mm -hmm. journey um, and the transition between the two. And I'll tell you that, um, you know, I trusted in kind of phase one that y'all were fully engaged in my growth and development. Um, what I was fearful of was, um, you know, or, or one of the things that I think needed to happen for me was for me to um, be fully myself in my teaching and come mm-hmm. as completely as, as I am and not this projection of something. And uh, initially, or like for the first like six months of, me teaching, not six months, five, four to five months mm-hmm. of me teaching, the thought that I had was, I'm going to do everything they asked me to do, the exact way they asked me to do it, mm-hmm. but I can't let them see me be a black man, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, mess this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is an opportunity to, like, really grow and learn and do something special, and, like, I don't know if there's much space here for, like, just to completely just, you know, mm-hmm. be who I am, because I don't know if that fits into you know, 
all the vernacular and like everything else related to this experience that I'm in. And what was really interesting was like the thing that you both kept pulling me towards was away from like this notion that I had. Um, and it wasn't until like I finally was just like, you know what? <laughs> both of them at this point had said, you need to go in there and fucking teach. <laughs> <laughs> powerfully like you know that you can mm -hmm. and show up for yourself and show up to make a difference mm -hmm. um and so I started drawing like you know references in my life and like areas like I knew that I made a difference for myself or for others or people that made a difference for me and what was strange was I was like oh it's just this is me oh I can just come in here and be me mm -hmm. and then I started doing that mm -hmm. um right there at the end um and it, I felt like it was almost kind of like a miniature celebration for the three of us and that like oh there was a then now there's a now mm -hmm. like you you're here um and so just just kind of the same i mean not the same exact story as yours but i mean i, I guess somewhat similar it's like mm -hmm. man uh, mm -hmm. don't don't be that don't be that guy you know keep it proper around here right and uh can i ask so, you a question yeah I'm absolutely to cut you off what um well who are you how would you, how do you describe yourself? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I am the most unique person that I know mm. because I know myself extremely well and because I've done a lot of work to know myself. I... very courageous, mm -hmm. very fearless, very loyal and loving and compassionate. Um, I seem soft-spoken at times, but I think it's more so that I'm trying to adjust all the notions that I have about things mm -hmm. and, and be in the present, um, which takes a lot of practice. And so I'm telling y'all my secrets now. Don't be <laughs> y'all don't be out here acting brand new around me just because y'all listen to this podcast. But, um, yeah, I'm filled with a lot of joy and a lot of life, mm -hmm. and I've mostly known a lot of difficult things throughout mm -hmm. life. But for some much strange reason, reason even now, like I feel like I have amnesia about a lot of it. Mm. Um, so that's who I am. Well, and I ask that because I see that in you. Mm -hmm. You are all those things. And I know I can speak for the both of us is that that is what we wanted <laughs> you to come in the room with. Because you are courageous. You are loyal. You are strong. And that's actually one of the first things that I noticed about you, Michael, before we even talked, is that you're consistent. I mean, you show up. And you show up powerfully, and in you're committed. And I remember being like, we're very similar in that way. Mm, and yeah. so being able to see our similarities then allowed me to connect to you as mm. a human that I wanted to be having a relationship with, yeah. you know, a friendship with. And so I think that is what, kind of similar to what Haley was saying, it's like it's, it's a conversation, but more than that, it's like, me seeing something that that I also see in myself, and um, that's really cool. My bad for interjecting. No, but but, uh, 
I mean, would you would you say that you all kind of feel that way about someone sometimes? Don't you like if you talk to them and you're like, hmm, oh, they're they're from where I'm from, or they've had that experience mm-hmm. and I've had that experience, mm-hmm. or um, they love to sing, I love to sing. That is the thread. Like you, you actually saying that thing just now just made me realize. Wait, that's the thread. Well, I didn't realize it either until I started talking. <laughs> <laughs> because what's interesting for me is the reason I connected to you is because I saw your commitment, mm-hmm. um, and the reason I connected to Haley, but it was because I saw her commitment to people. Mm-hmm. Um, like Haley shows up for everyone mm-hmm. and just keeps showing up for everyone. Um, I know how exhausting that is. Mm-hmm. And so I, re- I respected the hell out of that I, I, for both of you. Um, and I'm not saying we have tons of great teachers, you know, and people in our community. I'm not saying that's not the case for everyone else. What I saw in that was a lot from the two of you. Mm. And so it was interesting that, like, we were curious enough to know what is the thing that will bind us together. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what's true now is, like, no matter, like, where I go in life in the next 50 years, like, the two of you can't escape that story. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, that's pretty, like, that's an interesting thing to consider. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. Thank you for sharing that. Well, there's things that I, I mean, even with with you and me, there's things that I don't know. And there's things that you don't know about me. However, if someone were to ask me, do you have a friendship do you have a connection do you have a relationship or do you know michael yeah i'm like yes Mm -hmm. i do because i know how who you are because one beautiful thing that that i'm attracted to in it with our friendship is that you show up as who you are and i show up who i am Mm -hmm. and i know Haley does that too and that's something that i want around me Mm -hmm. that's something i that i can relate to Mm -hmm. It's like knowing the the essence of somebody. Mm-hmm. It's mm. cool to be connected to the essence of someone without needing to know where they were born, where mm. they went to school, where they're from, all the details. Like those are, those for me are interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to know that about somebody and it's not at the core of how I feel connected and how I feel like I know somebody. Or how I want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I love knowing people at their core. There are people that come to big that I have no idea. The other day I found out this sweet man that practices at big all the time. And I know him. I'll leave him nameless because I didn't ask permission. <laughs> and is he comes all the time. I've practiced with him. I've taught him. I found out the other day he's some badass judge. Like, man is a, and I was like, of course he is. And that's interesting to me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I just know him for who he is and how he shows up every Mm -hmm. day. And and can, I can connect to him in that way. And it's so fun to be in a community and it's, I'm humbled and grateful to be in conversations here on She Inspires and at big at my vocation and my calling, Mm -hmm. or I'm up to supporting people and being there for people at the uh, at the source of creating community from a place where we get connected by seeing how similar we are mm-hmm. and by connecting on the things that are important to us versus back to what you spoke to at the beginning Michael versus the periphery mm-hmm. where you went to school what your job is those kind of things are periphery to me mm-hmm. 
I want to know who you are, your essence, mm -hmm. uh, your being, what's important to you, what are you up to in the world? Who is it that you are for people? Mm. And that to me is, um, that transcends any color, yeah. any gender, any anything else that would block and label and get in the way of true connection. Yeah, well, and then when you explained or described who you were, you didn't say anything about being a male. You didn't say anything mm. about about your race, mm -hmm. right? And I don't think I would have either. Mm -mm. I would say, I'm loyal. I'm kind. I'm supportive. I'm trustworthy. It mm. wouldn't necessarily be, I'm a female who's five five, and you know, like the yeah, because mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, who would answer? It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who are you? I'm black and five six. And yeah. <laughs> And a male. And a male. And yeah. From Houston, Texas. And yeah. I'm going to ask about your driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> right. So who are you? Yeah. So maybe we need to start asking people instead of like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Or maybe even when we look at people. Yes. Who are you? Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just like, oh, you're the same what that I have experienced. Right. Also say something that's really interesting that's unique about us is that I think knowing who you are goes back to putting in the work to know who you are. Um, it's pretty remarkable how many people the two of you lead through the work of that discovery every day. Mm. Um, and going back to kind of, you know, I guess where I started the conversation, male, female. Mm -hmm. um, I came to a reality on my drive or my on my Uber over here. It's 2018, y'all. Um, <laughs> I came to a reality on my Uber over here that uh, in this last year of my life, the people that have led me the most powerfully have been women. Mm. And this last year of my life has been the most transformative year of my life. Um, so there's a lot to say, you know, about, I don't know, just attention to leadership and how leadership is done differently. Because um, I followed a lot of men to a lot of places and gotten into a lot of nowhere. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that all men are, you know, right. but I just, I think that what's really cool is the way y'all are leading is powerful, the way in which y'all are creating space um, to develop leaders, but then also have the conversation on how to actually create that space where it's inclusive for everyone um, is going to do something like very unique um, for the future. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate it because mm -hmm. it gives me a frame of reference that, like I wouldn't have had before. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and what I appreciate about you, Michael, and many men in our community is um, you allowing the space to be led by women. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about gender equality mm -hmm. and had different episodes where we talk about that and how it's time for women to start standing up and speaking up. Mm -hmm. And it's time for women to stand up and stand side by side men. And that only happens as men step to the side and allow in space mm -hmm. and for women to step up with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're interested in is so that, you know, together we can create powerful leadership where man is not better than woman and a woman is not better than man and though see that there's opportunity 
to learn and grow and develop from both. Mm -hmm. And that it's time and it's time for women to speak up. And it's also time for men to begin listening powerfully. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you have done that I've seen in you since the moment I met you is you're a generous listener and you listen in a way to learn and you listen in a way for growth and in a way to move forward. And so I acknowledge you because, you know, my leadership is only possible through how generous and how powerful the le the listening is. Mm -hmm. you know, like I can lead all day and if no one's listening, it's not going to, not going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you being, being, uh, a modern day man and mm. being the type of man that's creating a future that we can all be really freaking proud of. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Of course. I loved it. This was oh, cool. this is a joy. Oh, real this cool. This is a joy. This, this is, is inspiring. <laughs> Anytime I speak with Michael, I learn something. Me too. Every time. Me every too. time. That's one of your unique gifts, Michael, is that yes. every time I have a conversation with you, I learn something. Thank you, Michael. Same. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Oh, we love you guys. We love you, Michael. Thank you. Yes. Namaste, my Namaste. friends. Namaste.